from the studios at WMFE in Orlando, Florida. This is the Space Exploration Podcast that asks the question, are we there yet? Hi, I'm Brendan Byrne. After 15 years, NASA has declared Opportunity's mission complete. Earlier this week, the agency tried to contact the Mars rover one last time. The rover had been radio silent since June. Designed to only spend 90 days exploring, the mission far exceeded expectations, clocking in at a decade and a half while traversing 28 miles across the Red Planet. The mission captivated more than just the science community. The photos beamed back from the Red Planet gave everyone here on Earth incredible views of another world. Opportunity's death was grieved by many online in the form of comic strips, obituaries, and remembrances from the people that spent their careers working on the mission. To look back at Opportunity's legacy, we're speaking with Dan Bachelador. He's the head of aerospace, physics, and space sciences at Florida Tech. Dan Bachelador, thanks for joining us. No problem. Always a pleasure. Do you remember where you were when uh, Opportunity landed? <laughs> well, that's a, a, a rather telling question, isn't it? I mean, uh, I was just uh, finishing off or, or attempting to finish off the second year of my PhD uh, back in 2000 and. Uh, when was it? 2003? Yeah, 2003. And so, yeah, I was, um, yeah, I was just about to uh, move from the United Kingdom over to the United States. Uh, so, um, and my uh, research at that time was very heavily focused uh, on uh, the centers of galaxies using the Hubble Space Telescope. So it's only been in the last five years or so, uh, I've, I've actually been doing research that's been needing to take the data uh, from the Opportunity rover and, and, and the other rovers um, and actually integrate into the research that we're doing here. That's interesting you say that because Opportunity was only supposed to spend a few days operating on the surface of Mars, and and you're saying that you've been using data um, in the past five years from Opportunity. Yes, that's right. Um, I mean, this is one of the uh, awesome achievements of uh, the technology that we've been able to put uh, onto the surfaces of other worlds. Um, and one wonders whether or not the engineers purposely underestimate how long their, uh, their equipment is going to last on there so that we can all come around and praise them for, the, uh, for, the, um, for reaching the, their requirements and, and exceeding them. Uh, so, yes, uh, originally designed for a few months, um, but has actually gone on for uh, over a decade, uh, f- nearly 15 years. An absolutely incredible achievement. And, uh, yeah, just the awe-dropping panoramas that have, uh, uh, the, the jaw-dropping panoramas that have come from the images that we've uh, received back from Opportunity and, and Spirit and, and Curiosity, they, they just do part of what we call uh, the wonder and the wonder. We're, we're, we're a, a species that wonders about our place in the universe um, and also wonders about our place in the universe, right, both in terms of our curiosity and our thirst for knowledge and our, our desire to actually explore. Um, and so I think the, 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 the mission, the opportunity mission, has just shown us what we can achieve and show us uh, how much future opportunity there is for exploring uh, the surfaces of planets like Mars uh, with future robotic missions and indeed, hopefully, uh, within, you know, the the cliche of the next 20 years, uh, humans. Dan Bachelor, I'm wondering if you can kind of give us a sense of just how harsh of an environment opportunity is or was working in. Um, what are the conditions like on Mars and how did it kind of batter this, this robot for a decade and a half? Well, the conditions on Mars that the, the Opportunity rover has had to endure 
are uh, somewhat different than the uh, conditions that we have here on Earth. So one of the biggest differences, of course, is that Mars is one and a half times farther away from the sun uh, than the Earth. Um, and so it receives uh, a lot less um, solar radiation. Um, it is also a planet that has had its atmosphere eroded away uh, by the solar wind. And so right now the surface conditions are very low pressure, uh, relatively cold, and an atmosphere that's comprised primarily of carbon dioxide. And so if you were standing on the surface of Mars, uh, you would need a spacesuit um, because of the atmospheric conditions. Uh, but a robot-like uh, opportunity, um, of course, not having complex biological systems but complex mechanical systems, still has to take into account the fact that it's driving around um, in temperatures that are uh, minus 100 Celsius, um, even colder in some cases, um, a very low pressure, uh, and a very dusty environment as well. Uh, so if, for example, you uh, consider how uh, joints, mechanical joints here on Earth work, uh, if you have metal on metal, you would uh, use some kind of grease uh, in between those joints. Well, uh, for the engineering that has to take place uh, to get a mission like Opportunity functioning. Uh, you have to know that, that grease behaves very differently um, in low temperatures and low pressures. And if there's dust going to be getting into the joints of your mechanical uh, arm, that is going to create a, a, a huge problem. And so, um, yes, the environment, the, in, the, uh, the atmospheric environment on Mars is a challenge. But it's obviously something that opportunity has met and exceeded. And so this is uh, providing us with a lot of uh, very exciting uh, uh, data uh, that will go on and inform future missions, um, particularly as they get more and more complex, working towards hopefully uh, what you and I, Brendan, hope to be uh, a colony on the surface of Mars uh, sometime within the next 20 years. I'll see you there, Dan. Um, I, I, I'm reminded of a time when that environment actually helped opportunity, right? There, there was a, a, a storm that actually helped blow off some dust off of, off of her um, solar panels. Can you talk about that a bit? Sure, yeah. So um, out uh, with um, mechanical devices, they obviously require power. Uh, and there are several ways to achieve that. Uh, you can use an uh, onboard power source, uh, or you can use the naturally occurring resources like the sun. And so in the case of Opportunity uh, and Spirit, uh, they both used uh, solar panels in order to recharge their batteries so that they could carry on uh, their missions. But of course, of the, the, because of the dusty environment, that dust is actually layering itself uh, onto the surface of the uh, rovers, uh, including the solar panels. And so, of course, as you get a more dusty uh, solar panel, the amount of light that actually falls onto the photovoltaic cells that are producing the energy to recharge the batteries actually drops. And so this is like um, a dirty window. Um, it becomes harder and harder to see out of a dirty window. And uh, the windows uh, on top of the solar panels uh, were getting uh, layers and layers and layers of dust on them. So two things uh, that happen with the rovers, uh, very interesting. The first one is that because Mars does have uh, a very thin atmosphere, there is there are some... Uh, weather events that occur. Um, in particular, there are dust devils, and there are some there's some fantastic images of dust devils moving around the uh, Martian surface. And so you can actually, uh, and and this did actually happen. Uh, the wind uh, events that occurred on Mars were actually able to blow off 
some of the the dust that had settled on the solar panels and thus allowing more power from the sun to fall onto those photovoltaic cells and recharge the batteries. And so that extended uh, the mission lifetime, particularly of opportunity. And then, of course, another way of doing it is to um, drive up a bank uh, so that the dust actually falls off. Uh, the the surfaces of the the rover as well so yeah you can both use the natural terrain uh, and also the um, the weather on mars to help clean off your solar panels now after spending a decade and a half on the surface of mars um, i mean the scientific data that's coming that, that came from opportunity we probably don't have enough time to talk about all of that but can you give me some highlights of of some of the big discoveries that uh, we can credit to the exploration of opportunity what yeah one of the most interesting discoveries uh, from Opportunity uh, happened uh, relatively early in the mission, and that was it came across uh, a meteorite uh, sitting on the surface of Mars. Um, and w- what's really interesting about the meteorites that we find on the surface of Mars is because they haven't had to go through as thick of an atmosphere that we have here on Earth, uh, the meteorite that was found on the surface of Mars by Opportunity was actually the size of a soccer ball. Uh, so that's quite an impressive uh, meteorite. Now, meteorites in themselves are, are really interesting because they are leftover remnants from the formation of our solar system. And so finding one of these things on the surface of Mars reiterated that Mars and Earth themselves, uh, in the grand scheme of things, are relatively similar planets. Uh, They both formed um, around about the same distance from the Sun. Uh, Mars being just one and a half times farther away from the Earth isn't such a big deal in the grand scale of the the solar system, where Jupiter is five times as far and and Saturn is ten times as far. Um, So, yeah, Mars and Earth formed around about the same distance from the Sun, around about the same time, from around about the same stuff. And so, being able to find a meteorite uh, on the surface of Mars, like finding meteorites on the surface of Earth, is just a gr- it was just a great reminder of uh, the fact that we're so closely tied to Mars uh, in 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 terms of the history of the solar system. Uh, that it's just it was a very exciting reminder of that, along with all of the uh, amazing science that can come from that. And, and what about the search for for life on Mars or signs of life on Mars? What role has Opportunity played um, in that? So, in terms of searching for uh, signs of life, uh, the overarching uh, uh, philosophy on that has been to follow the water, uh, and that is uh, a term that has been used uh, to guide surface missions on Mars uh, for decades. And so uh, the idea is that uh, life has to have uh, liquid water in order for it to uh, propagate. And so um, the position on the planet uh, where opportunity was chosen to to land uh, was uh, one of the positions where uh, it was thought that there was uh, water activity in the past Uh, and so it was purposefully landed uh, in a particularly interesting spot in terms of being able to search for past signs of water activity. Uh, And so there are several um, key uh, discoveries that Opportunity made, uh, which uh, demonstrated that, yes, in the past, um, there were uh, areas of Mars where um, it was wet. Um, And that is some data that's been consistent with uh, the other landers that have uh, been going on uh, in the past decades. And I'm I'm sure that the the future landers uh, are going to take that information and uh, it's going to inform the science uh, that's going to take place on future missions. And indeed, 
um, maybe even support what we call in-situ resource utilization, which will be uh, using the naturally occurring resources on Mars in order to help support future missions, including missions uh, that will have crew. So opportunities laying the groundwork for uh, for that colony you mentioned. Yes, that's right. As as, as well as the other rovers, uh, the work that uh, Opportunity has done, particularly in the uh, length of the traverse, the length of path that it has followed across the surface of the planet, has provided. Uh, invaluable data uh, that's going to go on and inform uh, not only the science that we're uh, carrying out in terms of finding out about the the history of uh, Mars as a planet, um, including the potential for it to have supported life in the past, uh, but as well as the future uh, of the surface of the planet in terms of yeah helping support uh, the needs of a colony in terms of water and uh, breathable air, uh, and perhaps even uh, the materials needed to grow plants uh, on the surface of uh, Mars uh, within one of the habitats as well. So very exciting data that's been coming back, and we've been uh, absolutely um, very grateful for for that type of data to help support the research that we're doing uh, here at Florida Tech. Yeah, I was just going to ask you, um, can you can you kind of talk a little bit more about that? Like, h- how is this kind of laying the groundwork for um, answering some of the questions you have and, and some of the future research that you're doing um, both yourself and, and with your students there at Florida Tech? So in terms of how Opportunity is informing the research that we're doing here at Florida Tech, uh, yeah, it has played a, a central role. Uh, essentially, what we, we, we joke that these rovers are basically big chemistry sets on wheels that are driving around on the surface of a planet telling us about what stuff uh, they've been finding in terms of the chemistry. And so we've been taking the data that has come back from Opportunity, uh, combining it with the data from Spirit uh, and Curiosity as well, and we've been using that in order to reproduce uh, as best we can materials that we find here on Earth uh, so that they are a good simulant for the surface materials on Mars. And then once we have that simulant, and we think we've got pretty good simulants now, once we have that simulant, we're now using that in order to uh, perform more chemistry to see whether we can actually reclaim or get out of uh, that uh, that simulant uh, uh, usable materials like uh, water and oxygen uh, and metals uh, to help support a colony. Um, and also, um, it's uh, going to be uh, very useful to determine how this material will behave if we start to use it for helping in the construct of um, complex uh, colonies, including the use of regolith as a, a radiation shield, including uh, processing regolith into landing pads where we've, we've got uh, uh, burns set up uh, to stop uh, where the the dust and and particles uh, kind of being rocketed out as we've got uh, future missions landing on the surface of Mars, uh, and so these types of activities, uh, you know, are really essential as we as we plan um, the next twenty years worth of uh, science and engineering that's going to have to go into um, laying out the grain, uh, groundwork for uh, a future mission to the surface. Yeah. So opportunities laying the groundwork for these future missions, but after 15 years of of exploring the Martian surface and providing uh, data to scientists like you, what do you think it, its its biggest legacy is going to be? When, when we look back decades from now, what will we remember about opportunity? Well, the first thing that's going to be remembered is that this was uh, opportunity was a mission designed for 90 days that lasted 15 years. 
mean, that's an incredible feat of engineering. Uh, and we should uh, take that as a, a great sign that we do have uh, the capability of surviving in the, the harsh environments that, uh, that, that Mars uh, presents us and that uh, we shouldn't underestimate uh, the ability of, of this species to overcome the engineering challenges of actually getting people to the surface of Mars and having them uh, operate there in a, in a safe environment, an environment that is incredibly um, rich in, in, in scientific questions, and of course an environment that is ensuring that our species propagates our uh, natural uh, curiosity about our place in the universe and our natural tendency uh, to um, propagate ourselves um, across the surface of our globe, as we've done, propagate ourselves into uh, low Earth orbit. We've been in low Earth orbit now for uh, longer than uh, opportunities been on the surface of... Uh, we've had humans in low Earth orbit longer than opportunities been on the surface of Mars. Um, and then, of course, with the, the future gateway, uh, future colonies on the surface of the Moon and, and, and colonies on the surface of Mars, the fact that, curios uh, the, the fact that opportunity has been operating for so long on the surface just gives us great, great data on how... Uh, sustainable and how rugged uh, the technology that we have developed already uh, will be able to help uh, with a, a, a sustained uh, presence on uh, human presence on the surface of, uh, of these bodies. I mean, it's just it's just fantastic. And finally, Dan, I want to talk about the response um, to mission managers not being able to contact Opportunity and 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 the the, the quote unquote death of the rover was a kind of seen universally on online through memes and comic strips and obituaries i mean people were really connected to this did, did you expect this kind of grieving from the general public when the mission ended well i mean um for a mission that was supposed to last 90 days uh that actually lasted almost 15 years the expectation within the community has been wow uh the more that we're getting from this rover, the better. But we've far exceeded the requirements of the, the original mission. And so um, the last 14 years have basically just been one thick layer of icing uh, on, 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 the, on the cake. Um, so the mission lifetime uh, was totally not something that uh, we were expecting. And I think uh, simply because uh, essentially... Most of us have grown up uh, looking at the, the the data that has come from Opportunity. Uh, there has been a particularly strong connection uh, with uh, the general public, with the imagination of people about the, the future of our species. And I think there is some. I think there are mixed feelings. There are there are there are feelings about we wish it could continue, but also there are feelings of wow, what an achievement. And uh, yeah, I, personally, I'm I'm not I'm not sad that uh, the mission has come to a close i'm i'm more than ever so hopeful for the future that the mission was so successful and exceeded our wildest expectations we've been speaking with dan bachelor he's the head of aerospace physics and space science at florida tech dan thanks so much for speaking with us no problem at all brendan thank you for your time the final transmission to opportunity was this song billy holidays i'll be seeing you In all the old familiar places That this heart of mine embraces
kisses all day through in that small cafe the park across the way the Support for Are We There Yet comes from our listeners. Show your support by visiting WMFE.org slash support. Are We There Yet is a production of WMFE, and our theme music was composed by Kevin McLeod. The conversation continues online. Send us a tweet. We're at AWTYMars. Or if you have a story idea or guest pitch, send me an email. Are We There Yet at WMFE.org. And you can find more space news online at WMFE.org slash space. Until next time, I'm Brendan Byrne. Thanks for listening. I'll find you in the morning sun And when the night is new I'll be looking at the moon But I'll be seeing I'll be looking